0: Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Welcome back to the Pastors Matters podcast. I'm Brandon Ward.
1: And I'm Ron Jorlach.
0: How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing good. So I have a quick question before we get into to our discussion. How many people do you think are listening to this podcast who decided to come back simply because we've officially hooked them on our intro music?
1: <laughs> well, it is it is definitely a different sound uh, than most of the podcasts. Uh, it's a, a, little, a little more fun.
0: It, it took a little while to get there, too. And I'm not going to lie, I will probably go back and listen to this just to, you know, get that that intro music in my head again. But we're actually not going to talk about the intro music in this episode, although knowing the two of us, I know that's something we definitely could do. Rather, we're going to talk about pastors and social media. We live in a time where I honestly don't know many people, including pastors, who don't have some sort of social media account. Uh, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok, which I didn't even know existed uh, until a few months ago, uh, you name it, uh, people use social media in in a number of ways. So, uh, I just want to want to go ahead and ask. I know that, that you have uh, social media accounts in, on some of these platforms, mm-hmm. uh, and you actually posted today, I think, which mm-hmm. is, is which is kind of abnormal. You know, you are not somebody that posts a lot. Uh, so, what do you use social media for?
1: Well, first off, rest assured, uh, I am not on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I, I am not the person to be uh, consulting for 10-second uh, dance crazes or anything like that. Uh, the kids haven't gotten you there yet. They they haven't gotten me there. And uh, and if their mom has not gotten me there over <laughs> nearly 16 years of marriage, certainly it is a lost project for them as well. But I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I, I use those platforms uh, in various different ways. Um, I, I'm not really on there for for promotion or anything like that, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, For me, it is primarily still a means of connection, uh, keeping in contact with with, uh, ministry friends, with with old, you know, kind of outside of ministry uh, friends, family, so on as well. I try to keep in contact with with folks just to see how they're doing, just to see how their families are growing, how their uh, ministries are progressing, uh, things like that. And so I'm much more on there for that than I am for my own actual uh, content. Uh, Every once in a while, I will get on there and I will say a few things here and there. Uh, But yeah, in terms of rules, uh, my rules are, one, don't do anything stupid. Uh, just remember <laughs> that, that I'm there to represent Christ, just like in every other aspect of yeah. life. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, here to represent Christ and his kingdom, uh, and hopefully I, I uh, don't misrepresent or disrespect uh, either uh, him or his kingdom. Uh, so that's that's one thing.
0: I was going to say, that's a good rule to post yeah. on your wall. Don't yeah. do anything stupid.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's a the little bit of uh, Abraham Kuyper and my in my thinking that if uh if there is really no square inch uh in all of the universe over which the Lord uh cannot look and say, Mine uh, then that, of course, in, involves the square inches that uh, or virtual square inches, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> that make up social media. Uh, that's his space as well. He's the only one that can ultimately say that social media is, at least for him in the very literal sense, my space. Uh, so I see if, what you did there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That took a lot of time, too. Um, but yeah, if, if that's the if that's the case, then I want to represent him well. I want to honor him and glorify him uh, even with uh, with all of that. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of the first first rule. And then the second thing that I think about kind of Uh, as an extension of our um, of our pastor center is what can I do what can I say to equip and to encourage Mm. uh, you know and so I think there and then kind of a the third thing that I think about is if I'm just on there to have some fun I'm on there to have some fun so Uh, but it's usually my fun you revolves around sports so I'm on there you know talking about uh, any sports teams or or you know what's going on in 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 the sports world and might give my two cents here and there but but pretty much that's it. If it doesn't fit in those categories, I, I usually don't have much to say.
0: So those are good rules. Would you say that that as pastors engage and interact in social media that it would be wise for them to consider you know possibly one or two maybe more things just to keep in their minds as they as they interact with people? because we, we all know that uh, social media has become a place of, of, of disagreement. Some platforms mm-hmm. show that a little bit more than others, but uh, it can be easy. It can be yeah. easy for us to get tangled in the mess. So uh, in addition to any of those rules, um, are there any more that you would say to pastors? Or is it is it even necessary for pastors to think about, uh, you know, having some rules in place?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, for starters, if uh, social media is a form of communication, uh, then it fits in the, in the category of what we have been commanded in Scripture— Uh, Regarding how we are to communicate. So in Ephesians 4, which I think is, is, uh, at least it ought to be a foundational text, not just for communication in general, but specifically for social media. Uh, Think about this. In in verses 25 and following, Paul says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And of course, that's in the context of the local church, uh, but certainly that extends to social media. Tell the truth. Uh, Speak truth to one another. Uh, He says in uh, verse 26, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So, so watch your anger. Watch your tone. Watch how you uh, how you communicate. If you're just on a a rage and and you want to burn the house down or something like that, perhaps you should stay away from Twitter. Uh, there are there are enough fires, uh, particularly dumpster fires, on Twitter. Uh, you you might want to you might want to hold off and and uh, and and deal with the anger that's in your heart. Uh, Verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And then verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Realize the way that you talk and even the way that you tweet and the things that you post could grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, that, that ought to be a, a big warning for us. Uh, don't say anything that would grieve the heart of the very Holy Spirit of God. And then lastly, he says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. And then uh, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So. Even there, from four twenty-five all the way to five two, you have plenty of of principles for how we communicate to one another. Uh, we are to tell the truth to one another. We are to uh, avoid uh, uh, being gripped by anger and and speaking out of it uh, out of a heart of anger. Uh, we are to make sure that we are saying what is edifying and not what is corruptive uh, and corrupting. We, we need to make sure that we are speaking in a way that would please the Holy Spirit, not grieve the Holy Spirit. And of course, we are to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven us and walk in love. Mm-hmm. And I think even speak uh, in love. It's interesting in, um, I believe it was in chapter four of Ephesians, How Paul talks about speaking the truth in love and it's interesting just in this passage we begin with telling the truth and we end with love Mm. and so you almost have this uh, expansion if you will of what it looks like to speak the truth in love if we uh, keep these things in mind uh, not just as we speak uh, verbally with our with our lips, but even as we speak with our fingertips, uh, in in uh, in, in two hundred and eighty characters or whatever uh, 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 platform we're using, uh, let's make sure that we're modeling Christ well in the process.
0: Mm, that's good. That's very insightful. And I think that uh, you said something that was that was really insightful in that. In that, maybe you should look at you know the purpose of why you're using this. Maybe maybe you need to know what. What well, social media platform might not be good for you? You know, if mm-hmm. you're looking at something and, you know, you're you're tired of disagreements, Twitter's not the place to go. Yeah. Um. Which which brings me to my next question. You know, there's there's many reasons why we have social media accounts. You know, you mm-hmm. you listed some of the reasons why why you had it. You know, I've heard they use social media to keep up with friends from high school or from seminary. Uh, I've heard people say it's 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 my memory bank. You know, it's where I keep my photos and I love the memories that pop up. And we all have had those. And those are always great to, to stumble upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've, I've also heard you know people give other reasons for why they have it. What would you say to pastors who say, the reason I have social media is to be in my members' lives, and the the, the, the members of my church, I want to be in their lives. What would you say to that? And, and do you think that's a wrong reason to have social media? Or is it actually an opportunistic way to shepherd the church? You know, this is a reason that I've heard many pastors say that they have social media and that otherwise they wouldn't. So what would you say to pastors that have that that kind of motive?
1: Yeah. Uh, it can be the right uh, a right way. It can be a right way, uh, provided it's not the only way mm. that you keep up with your members. So go to your members. Um, communicate with them. Email them. Uh, go out to, you know, to grab a cup of coffee with them, you know, uh, Find ways to uh, to uh, to get to know them face to face, to get to know them in person. Uh, a lot of times, I talk about social media as legalized stalking, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, there are a lot of pastors that I think you know they they call it shepherding when in reality it's just now you're just stalking them. You're you're just you know rummaging through and and so on. I will say this on another uh, uh, kind of as a corollary to this. Um, For members, uh, if you are concerned that there's something on social media that you post that your pastor would disapprove of, why did you post it? Mm. Uh, Perhaps you shouldn't have posted it in the first place. Uh, but if it's there in public domain, uh, then and, and you're concerned that your pastor sees it, perhaps you should also be concerned that there are plenty of other people that see it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be discerning, you know, with what you're posting and 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 so on. And again, that goes right back to Ephesians four uh, and and so on. You know, make sure that you're doing what is edifying. Make sure that you're uh, that you're. Uh, representing Christ well as you are using social media but for pastors uh, sure you know there are a lot of things that you can learn about people uh, I know that there's some that will post outlandish things on social media and and they're just having fun they're just you know uh, they're just hamming it up if you will uh, on the on the platform but then there are other things that may be concerning their uh, behaviors uh, speech, uh, that 's on uh, social media that is is not proper for uh, followers of christ and uh, if you are a pastor, you certainly want to know that you mm-hmm. want to know what your members are are saying. Uh, when we're not gathering together. It, it may be that they are uh, doing one thing when we gather and they're a totally different person uh, any other time of the week. And, and that's something that as a pastor, as an elder, you probably, you know, it would be well for you to know that. So uh, I think that, uh, it, you know, with social media, you should be able to, uh, for the person who's posting, uh, be discerning and recognize your testimony, recognize who you are and, and, and who you represent uh, when you're on social media, and for pastors, uh, so long as this isn't the only way that you uh, interact with your members, uh, it can be a helpful way, especially if there's something that's going on uh, there that uh, that you may need to address uh, in in your own member sanctification.
0: Yeah. So you don't want your, the only updates on your members to be their statuses. You want to be right. involved in their lives, right? And uh, you know, one of the things that I've even noticed is sometimes you know people in the church, your members. They're they're more open to strangely posting stuff with their lives and actually reaching out to the pastor mm-hmm. and saying you know this is going on so it can be a, g- a good tool to, yeah. to to keep up with you know your sheep.
1: Uh, let me let me add this also. Uh, a lot of times you have people on social media that will use the platform, if you will, to to present a a heavily uh, doctored, heavily photoshopped uh, Mm. view of themselves. So who they are on social media, quite honestly, is not who they are, but it's who they project themselves to be. Uh, Even there, I think, is a shepherding moment. Uh, if you have some folks who are who are getting caught into you know kind of the cult of personality, or or they're you know getting caught into a, a particular image of themselves instead of uh, you know who they really are, uh, they they are you know thinking of themselves, uh, if you will, kind of the old good old fashioned um, peer pressure. Uh, you know where they've got to keep up with the Joneses, so everything is pristine and clean and 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 well groomed and and so forth. Uh, then perhaps as a pastor, you have to speak into that and say, "Hey, you know, you've you've got to make sure uh, again going back to Ephesians that you're speaking the truth. Uh, you know, tell the truth. You know, who are you really? Uh, but, but
0: keep those those those. Uh, you know. Don't don't give us everything. Don't right? give us everything. <laughs> right, right. Don't we don't want to see the dirty laundry.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But uh, likewise, we don't want this um this graven image if you will yeah. of yourself uh you know that that people are supposed to look at and ooh and awe ah and fawn over you know that that you, oh my goodness you are just so perfect well no you're not and so don't don't be misleading on social media and, as and well and it's easy for pastors to fall in that trap too. oh you know it's, absolutely it's,
0: it's, it's, is. this is not just a temptation of members of a church you know mm-hmm. pastors can easily you know fall into that trap i've done it in ministry where yeah. one of my buddies is doing something you know they're you know writing a book or you know they had this turnout at an event and you can compare yourself to that mm-hmm. you know and, mm-hmm. and that that's a great temptation so this kind of leads into the next question I have is what are some temptations that uh, the pastors can experience as they're on social media uh, that they need to, to to be aware of
1: yeah well uh, well let's go into that so there's this there's this mythology uh that I think is uh, well, I, I don't know for sure if it's embedded into social media uh, if it's if it's you know part of the DNA of the of the of the, the form uh, or if it's if it's just a, a, a trap that that tends to emerge in it but it's this as I said before, this cult of personality mm-hmm. uh, this sense that uh, you are advertising yourself you're you're promoting yourself here. so uh, you want to be liked, uh, and and of course we have a button, you know, that says like. You know, we have a button that's a heart, you know, and things like that. And you want people to like you. You want people to heart you. And so you're going to do things and say things that uh, that will get more likes and will get more hearts. And that's and, natural, right? I mean, and you and don't want people natural. throwing bricks at you. <laughs> and, you know, Absolutely. There's a reason why it's not a brick button. It's a heart button. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's a reason that there's a uh, like button, and, and I don't think that there's a dislike button, you know, or anything like that. Um, uh, that That's reserved for the comments section. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, that's what we want. We want, uh, we want to be liked, we want to be adored, uh, and, and all of those are fine. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to be hated. Uh, it's natural to want to be liked and so on. The problem is, does it run you? Hmm. Uh, does it run you? So, you know, you're you know going to post things and, and so on to generate more likes, to generate more clicks and, and, and so forth. Um, you know, are you being run? Are you, is your life being run by by the truth, by the person and work of Christ, by uh, the fact that you have already, by grace through faith, been accepted by the Father um, and grafted into His family and secured by His love forever? You know, or are you on the endless merry-go-round uh, where you're trying to be liked more and more by other people? Uh, As you said, pastors and churches uh, fall prey to that just like any other human and any other group. Uh, you know we, we want to be liked and so we will uh, say things uh, a bit more provocatively uh, because that will win a crowd uh, we could say things that we wouldn't say face to face to anybody but we can say it you know behind closed doors and things like that uh, and, and and because it it, it draws attention it, it, it draws a crowd and and those are the types of things that I think as Christians we've got to be really careful. Uh, uh, we, less in our uh, pursuit of of more attention and more likes and things like that, we're actually buying into a different story. Uh, you are who you are because of Christ, and there's nothing that can change that. And you are called to be a representative of Christ. Uh, in social media. So use the time and the platform and so on in a way that will best represent Christ. And Christ has already said what will best represent him. What will best represent him is when you speak the truth in love. Yeah. Uh, and and so, yeah, I, I think that we've got to be careful also in that uh, pastors have a tendency to uh, uh, to love the polemic. <laughs> mm, yes. We, you know, we we love a good fight, which is interesting because First Timothy 3 said we're not supposed to be brawlers, but that's a different story. And it's so broad, um, too. I mean, it's, we, yeah. we
0: fight over the political stuff, we fight oh, over yeah. the social stuff, we fight over the theological stuff. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we look for
1: those things. It's like a shark that smells blood. Yeah. And as Christians uh, and, and as shepherds of, of the flock of God, there's a different way. Uh, there's a different way to, to correct error. There's a different way to, um, uh, to uh, defend the truth of Scripture. And I'm, I'm reminded again of, of, of what the Scripture said, what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, uh, where he told uh, Timothy, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, mm-hmm. along with those who call on the Lord from a, uh, from a pure heart. He says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies you know that they breed quarrels and the lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil correcting his opponents with gentleness you say whoops not in this world, yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, no, you know, no, that's not what we need. We don't need, uh, you know, these folks don't need gentleness. What they need is a swift kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. Well, notice what happens when you correct your opponents with gentleness. He says in verse 25, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. This is what we want. Well, we want to win people to the truth of Scripture, yeah. and in order to win people to the truth of Scripture, you have to be win some. Yeah,
0: and the qualifications of a pastor they apply here, and so that's something Absolutely. that pastors need to remember that that this isn't a different reality. Or, you mm-hmm. know, this is just another space where we display the image of Christ, and you know it's problematic when we become more consumed of gaining followers on Twitter than we are gaining uh, pointing followers to Christ, and so. Those are things that we should always be thinking of. But how you ended that and towards the end of that, you you kind of uh, started uh, on the the, the next question that I have for you. Um, So right now I'm reading a book Mm -hmm. on the Reformation and the culture of persuasion uh, by Andrew Pedigree. Uh, And this book explores many different methods of persuasion and polemics that were used in the 16th century. Uh, So do you think that social media... uh, can be a method and instrument of persuasion today hmm. and if it can should we use it as that because hmm. we, we already talked about we, we look for those arguments you know we want to we want to persuade those to to our views so so what, what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah I, th- I think that it can be a method of of persuasion i think it'd be a means uh to persuade Uh, I also think that we need to recognize the limitations Uh, for one thing you are even though social media will will uh, market itself and present yourself in a totally different way for most of the people that we interact with on social media we are total strangers. Um, I don't know these people. These people don't know me. We don't go to the same church. We don't even live in the same town. We're not even in the same state most of the time. We are we are strangers interacting with one another, but because of the medium, it feels like I'm in the same room with this person and we're having an interaction and so on. And I think I know that person because, you know, I read their book or I read their last tweet or something like that. But in reality, I have no idea who this person is. And if we know anything about persuasion, we know that those relational connections tend to be the most effective uh, avenues for persuading. And, and, and uh, you know, we, we are most persuaded by the people we know. Yeah. Like actually no. Uh, and less and less by the people that we really don't know. Uh, so recognize the limitations of social media. Uh, there's only so much that I can say. and And very honestly, there's only so much that I can know. In order for me to say anything about this person, uh, I don't know this person's background. I don't know what context this person is speaking into. There may be something going on in their lives or in their ministries, something a little bit more immediate to them yeah. that I'm not aware of. And you're so limited just in the yeah. what you're able
0: to type and communicate in that time. One of the best things you probably could do, something that I've tried to do, is maybe extend that out and say, mm-hmm. you know, I see what you're, you're trying to communicate here. Maybe we could talk about this and yeah. let it be not just a single tweet or a single thread, but maybe multiple conversations Yeah, where you're trying to learn. That may be the better way to do it.
1: Yeah, and it may actually lead to more direct Uh, more personal forms of communication. So it may be that you may be able to start an email correspondence with that person or, or if that person's a little bit closer uh, to you, maybe you could go grab a cup of coffee or something like that Mm -hmm. and be able to talk to, uh, talk to them over that. In the process, what you're doing is you're going from something that's a much, uh, much more distant and indirect uh, uh, form of relationship to something that's a little bit closer. And I think within that context, you're able to have much better, more productive uh, conversation. Mm. Uh, I think... That is much better than just ranting and raving uh, you know, at each other in totally different contexts over, uh, over words that you probably aren't even able to properly interpret just simply because we're in two completely different contexts. I yeah. don't know your situation. I don't know what you're speaking into. I don't know all the different nuances and so on that are uh, informing why you said it the way that you said it and things like that. That just does not seem – most of the time, it doesn't seem like the proper – uh, set up for me to be giving my two cents.
0: All right, so quick question here, important question here. Um, we have a lot going on today. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're still living in a time of pandemic. Um, you know, there's still uh, unrest economically. You know, people are losing jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been protests, just a lot of stuff going on. Do pastors have a responsibility to speak out on these issues? And if so, how? How? <laughs> like, yeah. I know that's a huge question to answer quickly, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say, first and foremost, uh, be as biblically informed as you possibly can. Mm. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of things that you, can, uh, that you can talk about. You can give your two cents and, and so on. But especially with a, a platform like this, with a, with a, a, a medium like this, uh, folks need to hear from the Lord. And so, whatever you can do to uh, to promote Scripture, whatever you can do to promote uh, the truths uh, that have been uh, passed down to us from generation to generation, uh, front load that. You mm-hmm. know, help people think uh, biblically and and I would add, think wisely. And and that would really be the second point there. Um, bathe yourself in wisdom. Uh, read Proverbs. Read Ecclesiastes, read Job, read, read the wisdom of the sages that has been given to us in scripture. And, and that will actually help you out a lot. One, it'll keep you from saying things that you probably shouldn't be saying. Um, it, it, I think that that's actually one of the biggest benefits of learning wisdom is that it, uh, it teaches you when to shut your mouth. <laughs> and It just now is not the time for you to say something, but it also gives you an opportunity to go, you know what, now is a time for me to say something, but I want to say it well. Uh, So uh, especially in in this climate where uh, with, you know, 320 million plus Americans, I don't know how many of them are on social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, but you are destined to offend somebody with quite literally every single thing that you say. Okay, so think, how can I say this? Well. How can I say this in a way that, uh, even if it if it will offend, because we know that the truth of Scripture is going to offend, I'm not saying it in the most offensive way possible.
0: Yeah, and I think this is something you demonstrate very well. I mean, you you know you don't speak out on every single issue, but when you do, you know it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know it's not the quickest response that counts; it's the most thought out, faithful response that I feel like counts. And so. Yeah. That's something that I also think pastors should should think on. Yeah, and
1: actually, I think that that last point that you that you made there is very important. You know, uh, you don't have to rush. Uh, you know, you don't have to be the first person to say something. You don't need no. Take the time to think and pray. Uh, pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray for the right words. Uh, I don't know how many people tweet instinctively and and rather impulsively. Uh, but you've got to do better than that, Pastor. Uh, you've got to think through your words, um, you know. So and and pray over your words uh, that the Lord would use them uh, for His glory.
0: Pray first, speak second. There we go, or don't speak at all. Uh, just listen, maybe. Uh, Well, that'll do it, brother. Thank you again just for your your input and your wisdom on this subject. I I pray for our listeners that this conversation has been edifying to you. This is one of the ways that we seek to fulfill our mission here at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you. Uh, And we also want to make you aware that we have a website that houses resources that seek to do this. Uh, So go to pastorcenter.org for a number of resources, including articles written by pastors for pastors. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in this week. We uh, look forward to seeing you soon.
1: And as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.